Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting live in Chicago, Illinois, in the Sports Attic, I'm Al Larcher. Hey, what's up? I'm Clark Lawrenson. And this is uh, Larcher and Lawrenson live at the Sports Attic. I was very high-pitched there. You were. I don't know what that was. It must be Sunday night. It could be a Monday, I guess, but no, it's Sunday we're doing the show this week. Yeah, that's exactly the day. Thank you. I'm sure people listening on the choppy replay will be very uh, happy to hear that. Hey, up, up. Wow. Hey, uh, reach out to us on Twitter. And I just noticed, uh, I just got an update. Reach out to us at Larcher Lawrence in there. I just got an update. We're live on Facebook right now. Oh, look at that. We are live on Facebook. It's uh, it's streaming there. We got Willie. Willie, uh, and in the interview chair this week is Clubber Lang. Oh, wow. You know him, former uh, boxing champion. He uh, he took the belt from Rocky before Rocky uh, got it back from him. Very good, very good. I remember Clubber Lang. He chopped down a lot of trees, and I'm, people got very upset with him. I'm talking about wait, no, Rocky, not chopped down the trees in Rocky Three. No, he did that in Rocky Four, I guess. He was chopping. Them. No, Clubber Lang, when he retired, he moved to Lake Forest or uh, Forest oh, Park, and he chopped yeah. down a bunch of trees. And they were not happy. You can't just chop down a bunch of trees. Right. Were they protected trees, like protected by the government? They were just trees. They were just trees. Oh, I see you got the photo, the photographer uh, in the room as well. Oh, the... it looks like he's preparing to do a photo shoot a little later. Does, does the photographer on all fours, does he have a name there? Um, well, I always kind of saw him uh, as kind of me, you know? Okay. I, I was traveling. I think I was in Kentucky. All right. And I stopped in a little shop and I saw I saw the photographer with the hat and the Hawaiian shirt and I'm like, wow, that kind of, you know, I, I see a striking resemblance. So I bought the I bought that and I figured one day I would have a place to put it. That'd be, I see the resemblance. I it's you totally that dog could go on the dashboard of uh of your car. You know, I had a I had a cow that I got at a uh, flea market in uh, a down li- downstate. A live cow or no, live? no, no, a beanie baby. Oh, a beanie baby. Yeah, I was at like a garage sale in a small southern uh, town. Okay. And I was like, oh, well, maybe like these the traditional small beanie baby, like the yeah, 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 the, the thing one. that people used to collect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I threw that it on the dashboard gone. of a car. Yep. And the cow, uh, the cow just sat, sat there. Well, the sun took the coloring out of it. Of course. And eventually, it was uh, completely bleached. And then I was like, I was reading an article on the value of beanie babies and how much they've tanked. You know, nobody no, wants, no one's no, buying Beanie gone. Babies. How much is a uh, color, discolored by the sun, cow Beanie Baby? Well, I saw something on Facebook for three grand, and I got, like, super excited. <laughs> I'm like, damn, maybe I could just get some, I could get some coloring, and I could fix this what thing. Do, like, get, get magic marker? Yeah, a little color, magic marker, like a... the tag's still yeah, on there, yeah, that's, that's what right. matters. Oh, my God. And then, I don't know, and then I found them for, like, 50 cents. 
So I don't know. The market's somewhere between 50 cents and three grand. That's fantastic. And, of course, uh, you, you got the larger and Lawrence in the traditional Chicago flag logo uh, back there. Uh, speaking of the Chicago flag, Al, if I'm able to, to have a house soon in Portage Park, outside on the front I want to fly an American flag. Right. And I'd like to fly the Chicago flag as well. Cool. How do you feel about these two things? Well, right? the American flag is perfect because, you know, we're in America. Naturally. And then Chicago, it's, very, it's a very corrupt city. And if you're proud of corruption, if you're proud of overtaxation, Ooh, if you're yeah. uh, 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 proud of uh, just complete and utter disaster, uh, shootings and whatnot, then, yeah, fly it high. Fly it proud. Okay. Well, I, I'm, that's not the reason why I'm flying it. I'm not going to fly it for those, those reasons there, Mr. Sarcastic. You know? Like, uh, I'm going to fly them. Uh, I'm going to fly them because of the friendships I've made in this city, because of the beautiful lakefront, because of how we welcome tourists into this wonderful city of ours to see it all over the place and how we're very welcome to all those millions of fans that go to Wrigley Field every year and half of them are peeing on the, uh, in the alleys and, and oh. the Iowa ones, half of them are coming into you, giving you a hard time just trying to make a living running karaoke at a karaoke bar. In well, town. first off, I would like to thank everybody from St. Louis for coming into this town in Cubs fans. Aren't they great tippers? Absolutely should take note of these people. They are the best tippers in American history. The St. Louis people are, are nothing but quality human beings. They're great sports fans. They represent their city better than anybody else, and Cubs fans, quite frankly, should be ashamed of themselves. Oh, not not true, man. You're just seeing the best of the best of, of what St. Louis St. Louis, I, I am getting both, a shirt tomorrow for the, both, from the Cardinals, and it is going to feel good. Both fan bases have their highs. Both fan bases have their lows. Man. Well, I've never had a Come low on. tip night when St. Louis is in town. That's because the park is packed with tons and tons of people. The trickle over is heading four blocks down where, where you are located. Oh, that's There's right. Nobody really likes that. baseball. So Boston, most of those times. Boston also a cheap. great tipping city. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit. I, oh, well, maybe, maybe they don't appreciate Cities. your brand of karaoke jockeying. Maybe well, that's what it is. Well, everybody was there enjoys my brand. And the Boston fans were in town. Whenever the Red Sox would come to town every, you know, three, six years, whatever, they treated me just well. I tell you who doesn't tip. Pittsburgh, garbage. Yeah. Garbage city. Okay. Forget about them. Wow. No New tipping. York, forget about them. What about when the Brewers are down? Who? Milwaukee. They can't even afford to get in the doors. Whoa. Yeah, they don't have wow. any money. Jesus. Believe me, yeah. stay in Milwaukee. I think people can join us on this show if anybody's listening. Uh, of course, we're on Facebook Live to watch us. Leave a comment there. But uh, the phone number that we got over there, Al, is? Uh, 760-454-8834. That's 760-454-8834. Topics, anything you want to talk about? Preferably sports. If you're listening on uh, on Facebook and you wanted to go to other websites and stuff, uh, the link is there to our blog talk site. You can listen to us there uh, right now, whenever you're listening. If you're on the podcast later on, whatever, you can listen to us while you're wasting all of your time on your phone doing other things. You can still listen to us through your phone. The Cubs are uh, hot right now. Yeah, things are going pretty damn well. Uh, you know, they took three out of five from the Cardinals. Uh, it was touch and go. The other night, they gave up a ton of runs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On a John Lester night, he had one of his worst nights. It was like 50 to zero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something like that. No, here's the thing. Analytics, Al. You're kind of a bit of an analytics guy. I put uh, the Al in analytics. There you go. Al analytics. Ana- analytics. Anal- Al- analytics. Analytics. Isn't there an Al in there? I would think so, because it's a derivative of analyze. Yeah. Well, I well, guess A-N. Maybe not. I don't know. 
the hell? This isn't so a spelling show. The the headline that I've grabbed out of that is kind of uh, like it. John Lester doesn't concern himself with any analytics BS. Uh, this is from Sahad of uh, Sharma at the Athletic. Um, like a nice fella. Now here's the thing for people who are who do analytics. Analytics. Whatnot, analytics. Uh, I love them. I think they're great. But uh, as John Lester said in this, he didn't just call out analytics. Like he said it. Very, analytics. Analytics. He didn't just call them out. He's saying he's been getting outs in a lot of things that he's been doing. I'm going to paraphrase his, mm-hmm. uh, his Please quote do. here. A lot of things he's been doing is he's been giving up hard hits with the wind blowing in. Like the analytics aren't accounting for. Like he knows how to pitch it. He knows that somebody may hit the snot out of the ball, but it's going to stay in the ballpark. And it's going to be an out. So he's seeing a lot of outs. Well, people have been predicting that at this point in the season, he's going to fall off because his numbers have been showing that people have been hitting the shit out of him. It's called regression to means. Yes, that is what they're saying. Now, I'm saying they're missing out on the eye test a little bit. You have to do a little bit of both. You have to watch the games as well. You can't 100% trust the numbers. The numbers won't lie to you, Clark. They, they, uh, They offer you a great amount of assistance. And if they're real good analytics. They offer, they're a great. Uh, stat, they're a great, uh, a great tool to use to go to. It's a great piece of, uh, of uh, <laughs> numbers. Those are like use them. My, use them, but you also need the eye test. My favorite thing about analytics are most people don't actually know what they're looking at. They just see a number and they see a trend, and that's what they go off of. But if you actually read like sample size and understand why a number is doing what it's as doing, as long as these numbers are taking into account the ballpark they're in. How the wind, the variable of the wind speed, the variable of the situation. Clark, I'm laying down the 411 right now, and you're interrupting. Are you saying that all of these are in there? I'm saying if it's good analytics, that's how you grow. Okay? You You go, okay, we have an analytics that Clark takes 10 minutes to come up the stairs when he gets here. Right. And then you start going, okay, well, why is it taking 10 minutes? Now we know the average. And then one week it takes them nine, and you see if there's any difference. Oh, there was, there was windy outside. Is that a factor? So you start looking. The next week it's more windy, right? And it's still, it takes you ten minutes I'm on a more windy day. I'm saying they don't include that in the analytics. That they're using I'm saying they right should, they and they do. They need to I get better. They need to get better I guarantee you they're looking at wind speeds. I doubt it. I guarantee I doubt it. it. If they're doing their job. You it, think they're, they're working on situational things as well, such as a, a player's on first who's, who's fast and can steal bases. You know, things like that. Things that affect the pitch and what he's looking to give up. There's, so models are what is a production of analytics, and models would create – that's how you think, Clark. That's – you don't no, – No, 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 no. I know it's not. not okay, I, I, I apologize. I apologize. He doesn't. Shut up, kid. Uh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Little Clark checking in. Uh, analytics is – okay, if everybody's looking at the same number, it's not going to give you a benefit. Right. But if you're smart, you go, okay – this is the number. This is what we're getting. What can we add to this equation? And then you figure out how to put the math in, and you put it in Excel, and you build to a – or you have a program. I use Fantasy Labs, and they're, they constantly – they have tools where you can generate information and take numbers. Yes, yes. So you could take, okay, this guy's speed and add it to this, and then you do this, and then you divide by three, and next thing you know, you have a new number what is, that's an advantage what to you. Is the, and you do this in there. What it's, is that? It's the and thinking part. It's oh, the thinking the part. Thinking it's sitting part. down and figuring it's shit out. I'm not a mathematician. I'm hey, not a smart man, but I figure this shit out. If you're a mathematician, head on over to, uh, to the iTunes uh, store for the podcast and leave us a five-star review. We'd love to hear from your five-star review over there on iTunes. Am I wrong? 
No, that's a great idea. Yeah. Come give us a five-star review. It helps grow the show. You see, more people to get a higher rating, you're able to produce more money. I was listening to an episode of the uh, Conrad uh, Shivani show. Yeah. And they, they're just watching uh, the, the night that Goldberg beat Hogan for the belt on Nitro. <clears throat> yep. He starts bitching about his show with Bitch Off, like Conrad. He's like, he's like yeah, you and Bruce are easy. I, he's doing everything on Sundays now, he said. Uh-huh. Like, he's recording them all on Sundays. And he's like, but Bischoff, man. And he's like, what? Bischoff is hard to work with? He's like, holy fuck. He's just like, it's the worst. Like, he's just like, it takes forever to, 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 get, to get on board, like for us to get on the same page. Yeah. And you can hear it. And that's part of what people are listening for. I think he's breaking records. I almost did lunch with Bischoff. Yeah, that might be a good one. Because the good news is he's going to talk. Right, right. He's, he's going probably to be the most interesting to have a conversation with. Did you see the table of three? He was drunk. He was drunk? Yeah, they did table of three with him, JBL, and Bruce Pritchard. I, I watched it. I didn't pick that up. Yeah, I guess uh, Bruce, Bruce mentioned it. He showed up drinking. <clears throat> he was drinking during, and then he kept drinking. So we're most likely going to training camp tomorrow. Looks like it. Bears. The Chicago Down Bears. Go to Bourbon A, see what's going on with these guys. Our linebacker still hasn't signed. Smith? No, uh, but I think there's a good chance, Al, actually, that, uh, that we're going to see. Roquan? Like that. I, I think so. maybe not. We, we won't see him tomorrow, but I, there's a chance that he signs tonight. There's a chance he signs in the next two to three days. I'm pretty positive of it. Okay. Uh, what, what Your my inside reasons? sources are? No, no, but one of my reasons on it uh, has to do with um, that uh, Saquon, Saquon Barkley signed. Okay. Um, and I think that that might help trickle down because I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of fellas. There's a lot of fellas there in the first round that still aren't signed. Baker Mayfield hasn't signed yet. Sam Darnold with the Jets. Denzel Ward still not signed. Uh, let's see. Bradley Chubb did sign on, the, on June 21st. Quentin Nelson, uh, the team announced that he uh, signed his rookie deal on May 11th. <clears throat> Allen hasn't signed. And then the eighth guy there, Rokon Smith, still hasn't signed. So it's not like he's the only guy. Here's the issue. Yeah. The Bears training camp starts started. Right. The Ravens training camp started, but they're the only ones. Yeah. Because they're doing the Hall of Fame Hall game. Hall of Fame, right. So it doesn't, nobody's going to be holding out of training camp for these other teams that are ahead of them. You catch my drift? Yeah. So that's the problem here. I think Rokan would have been in camp. Rokan? Ro, well, Rokan. I miss Rokan. Great <laughs> WLS, Rokan. Ro and uh, Gary? Gary Ro and, and Ro? Gary, what Gary was it? Gary and Ro? Ro and G- Gary Meyer, Rokan. Yeah, what was yeah, the name of that show? show? Ro and Gary. Gary and. Shit. Yeah, I don't remember. Rokan Gary. And then Ryan. he did a show. Then Rokan did a show with. Uh, was Rokan with Dolph? With first? Ebert's buddy. Not Siskel, but after Siskel passed. Oh, was yeah. Uh, Roper. Roper. Richard Roper, Richard Roper. Who used to be a great columnist in the Sun Times, and then he just turned into a it's, pussy. Oh, yeah. He's, he is he's just gone. absolute garbage these days. He's gone. Uh, what do you think about the Chicago Bears? You got any, uh, any thoughts? I'm, I can't give you any thoughts until I see them, and uh, training camp will be a good uh, good indicator of that. I mean, there's a lot of potential. The potential of the sure. offense is, is massive. One thing that's neat that's happening is uh, I think we might have a healthy Kyle Long. Yeah, he, yeah He's yeah. moving back home to right guard, which makes me feel good. Getting off like the pup maybe, list. Maybe less injuries, yeah. Nobody's on the pup list as he, of right now. You know, I'm worried. The only thing I'm really worried about Kyle Long 
is he's been playing a lot of Fortnite lately. And from what I understand, that's one of the most addictive games out there. Okay. And uh, he, he's constantly playing that Fortnite, and, and I worry about him. Well, I mean, he's, he's one of the veterans on the team, old, but he's not that old yet. He's one of uh, only nine players on that team, age 29 or older. Uh, do you know that Chase Daniel is the oldest guy on the team at age 31? Yeah, that's incredible. That's pretty great. That is really good stuff. With a young coach. Right. We have a very young team. We have an we have a, a underrated defense that has gotten stronger. We have uh, an unknown offense that, if it were to click, could be one of the top ten in the league. For sure. We spent a little bit of time on a previous show talking about uh, Kelsey and the tight end position under Nagy. Yeah. Well, uh, I just read this week that the Bears are third in the league. They have spent the third most at the tight end position. They need to see some results at that position. So between Trey Burton, Deion Sims, and Adam Shaheen, who Sh- Shaheen, I don't know if you recall, before last year near the end, he started making sure, some yeah, plays. Yeah, yeah. He started developing. Good size. If we don't see a regression there, maybe, maybe we can see some good things out of him. Um, Kelsey last year had a thousand, about 1,038 receiving yards. Wow. The Chicago Bears combined for 672. Yeah. I think that if we're going to be the third highest at the tight end position, let's get up above that thousand mark out of that position. I'd love to see that, and I think I think that's attainable. Yeah, I I mean a lot depends on our quarterback, the line, and uh, we definitely he definitely checked down to the tight end often. Um, it really was usually his only option because we didn't have a number one receiver last year or a number two receiver, um, well, but we did have a lot of number three receivers. So. That was pretty yeah, good, but yeah, it, it just didn't... Uh... Do they have a number one right now? Yeah. Allen Robinson. Yeah, Allen Robinson, number one absolutely. Receiver, hands down. Number two? Yeah. They got a two? They have a two? Is uh, Gabriel three? Gabriel and then the other Miller. kid they drifted. They, uh, drafted. They drifted, yeah. Miller, right? I think it's Miller, out of, yeah. The, out of a Tennessee school. A lot of there. positive talk about him. A lot of good stuff coming about him. People so, are pumped. I hear um, there's uh, jerseys down there for him. That's pretty fun. I can't. I, you know, tomorrow I might get a new jersey. Thank, thank you, Cardinal fans. I might get a new jersey tomorrow. Leonard Floyd's there at full speed. Hey, how about uh, Soprano dying, huh? Take, took the big dirt nap. Who, uh, who, who passed? Who passed? Oh, Tony, Tony Soprano? No, not Tony, but... Hey, how you doing, Clark? This <laughs> is a former assistant coach of the Vikings... And uh, head coach of the Dolphins, I'm dead. That's too bad. I took a dirt nap last night. I'm here in heaven waiting uh, in line. What was that? A heart attack? Did the heart? Well, I don't want to get into uh, HIPAA laws. You know, I don't want to break any HIPAA laws. You can't talk about medical stuff, so I, I can't get into that. But it's, uh, it, it's lovely to be up here. Uh, my coaching legacy, not good. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm, uh, I can't wait to meet up with Wayne Fonts for lunch. Ooh. When did Wayne Fonts pass? I don't know. What am I, uh, Wikipedia? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a dead coach. What do you want from me? I haven't gotten through all the gates yet. Man, and let me tell you, the gates are actually pearly. Hey. You still there? The well, I just closed out the studio. I don't know if the show's even on the air, to be honest. Wait, hang on. Wait, why are you running the show, Ghost? Well, I'm just pushing some buttons up here. 
Ah, jeez. I, I don't know. I'm guessing we're on. still on Facebook Live. We're definitely on oh, Facebook. Yeah. Huh? Oh, we're still good. Yeah, yeah. Countdown's on. Plenty of stream left in the show. Hey, uh, yeah, so I, uh, so I died. It wasn't good. I went to the okay. hospital on uh, Thursday. And, uh, you know, I had some problems. I said, what the hell? I got to go see what's going on here. And next thing you know, I'm dead. Sperano, right? Yeah. Yes, Tony, Tony Sopranos. You remember the Soprano show, huh? That, I think that was something different. Well, I was like that. Yeah, no, I was an offensive uh, lines coach. You know, the Vikings, how good that line was? Who do you think did that? Anthony Joseph Soprano III. That's who. You okay. call me Tony. Everyone call me Tony. How uh, How is that 3-9 and nine season uh, where uh, you uh, took over after uh, the, the Raiders fired uh, Dennis Allen in 2014? You remind me on The Sopranos of that guy, Big Pussy, asking questions like that. Why is that? Huh? He ended up swimming with the fish. Three and whatever. Nobody remembers that. But you, you got to go ahead and bring it. You know, I'm 56 years old and now I'm dead. Now, how about this? There was a great year, 1979, for you. It was a great year. I was born that year. I was born that year year as well. Absolutely. It was a beautiful year. year. uh, Who cares about all these years? You played for NCAA Division II, New Haven. The New Havens. And you guys were undefeated that season. That's right. That was a good year. Good year for the Roses, pal. And, of course, New Haven put you in their Hall of Fame. Congratulations. And I coached that. that team, huh? You want to talk about wow, three and whatever? Plan. I went 12 and 2 in 1997. He worked, you worked your way up, man. You worked your way up. Hey, some names on that coaching tree Marty Schattenheimer. 84. You spent six seasons at Boston University as the O line coach. Then you got up to offensive coordinator. You returned to New Haven in 94 as the team's head coach. Yeah, and you I went did. 41 and 44. 44. Then huh? you joined the Brown staff. Wonderful yeah. job, and you ended up being a head coach. Great job. Congratulations. And then, and then all of a sudden I have chest pains, and now here I am you, waiting in line. You succeeded much further than everybody else. Rest in peace, sir. We do appreciate the phone call today. Let me tell you what. Thank you for utilizing Working that. with Dennis Allen in uh, 13, that was a hell of a year. But that wreck was Ryan, man, he was a prick. One year with him, 12, I got out. Pretty pumped when you took over for him. Yeah, you well. Coach job. Did you feel bad for, for D. Allen? No, not at all. It's the way it goes. You're alive one day, the next day you get chest pains and you're dead. 56 years old. Unbelievable. Hey, they're calling me. I got to say hi to this Pete fella. I'll talk to you. All right. All right. Well, that, good to see him. Pete. Who's he talking to? St. Peter? St. Peter. No. Yeah, St. Peter's He's up there, I'm sure. on a first name basis with him. That's amazing. You know how coaches are. They're very likable people. You're listening to Live at Sports Attic. Facebook feed is featuring Clubber Lang uh, getting interviewed by Willie Nelson. You got the photographer there as well. Did we ever figure out if the heaven effect is on Facebook or no? It is. It is. Okay. Fish. Oh, good, good. There was the one episode, not at all. Not once. Well, that happens. Uh, if, if you're not in heaven and you don't have a direct line to the uh, sports attic, because, see, what happened was we did some voodoo here. There was a lightning strike, and now we, we have a direct line to heaven. Uh, so that, that's wonderful. But we also have a regular phone line, 760-454-84. Punch us up. If you're in the caller queue right now, press 1, and it'll alert us that you want to be uh, on the air. Yeah. And, of course, there's a lot of you there listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, but if you did want to speak up, hit that number one button. Give us, give us a hey. Give us a yo. Give us a what's happening. Yeah. So... That's been a, it's been an exciting week uh, for football because yeah, it's finally in the air. You could smell the fresh cut grass. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. And I'm excited to get back down there. The, the Bears this year only have like nine dates that are open for you to go see. Them. Wow. And I feel like it's going to be empty. Me too. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like tomorrow we're going to be just fine. I think we'll be leaving it sitting like sitting roll in bleachers. In at five or... to, yeah. If we're rolling at five till, we'll be good to go. Because who the hell is up that early in the morning? Do you think eight fifteen start? Oh, that's crazy. You're going to work if you're not. You're either sleeping or going to work. Or you're the dad of a toddler, a stay-at-home dad. I go to bed about 8 a.m., so this is going to be like me staying up. You're getting old man hell staying you, up late to go to the oh, camp. Oh, man. We're going to keep him up. You can sleep on the way home. And I'm not a... Al's going to sleep on the way home again, honey. I don't know the... Uh, oh, Uncle Al's sleeping. That'll be Hazel. Your, your, your baby doesn't talk yet, does Are it? We, no. Uh, she does says, she? She says yeah. hi. Pronouns, pal. She says ba 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 da da does she, does she know who you are? You have a name? Oh, You're Baba? She says Dada all the time. Now, my wife will tell you she doesn't speak. Speech therapists, they require the kid to speak a whole paragraph before they decide they said a word. Right. Your it's lovely wife is a speech therapist? Yes, yes. And she's a speech pathologist, and she thinks that my kid isn't saying words. She's clearly saying Dada. Is she saying Mama? Hi, Dad. She said that. Yeah. She's saying mama and, she and dada. She's not saying it meaning mama or dada. Bull bullshit. I catch it all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm with you on that. Yeah. She said that before, Al. She, she was like, you know, all, all the speech pathologists, their kids, they, they're all late in speaking. And now I figured out what it is. Right. It's just that they're so fucking critical about it. Yeah, yeah. It's not the kid. It's, yeah. it's uh, their judgment. It's, it's the judgment. Man, Relax. Every, in 2018, really, that is the theme of the damn year is everybody's judgment of what things mean is, is completely changed. Yeah, I agree. You can't, you can't think of what everything is, you're this or you're that. Everything is labeled, and what used to define a label is no longer the definition. It's instant it's emotional reactions that are just blurted out there and seen everywhere right now. It's unbelievable. 2018 is, uh, is quite the interesting. I year. couldn't find batteries, and they're sitting right next to me. I just realized. That. I see that Ed was listening to us there. For oh, right on. He got, we got a like from him. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, it's uh, what else is going on? Hockey. Oh, bad boy, big games. I sound like uh, Lou. Oh boy, Wait, what's happening? Huh? What's nothing. Going on? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Off season. He isn't. Uh, I think they just held some kind of a camp for the the minor leagues. There was a day a couple of days ago that's considered like the least sports day. In the calendar it's year. It's the day after the All-Star game. ESPN yeah. started airing their ESPYs. Okay. go there. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't catch any of the ESPYs this year. I know Danica Patrick hosted it, and she lit some people up. She's probably pretty, not the greatest host in the world, but pretty damn good for, for a race car driver. Yeah, I used to like her, and then that whole thing with uh, who Aaron she's Rogers? Day. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Hey, I get it, man. You're yeah. allowed to have that spite. As a Bears fan, like, I don't care. There's... There's being mature, and there's just like, fuck it, I'm a Bears fan. Yeah, she's she's lost it. My friend Ramblin' Ray home, is... Uh, I heard that her hometown, a lot of people don't... She's she's known as a bitch. Oh, so really? Hard to, no. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, she's... I get, my, I got my sources. My me. buddy Ramblin' Ray is uh, friends with the family. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. I ask him. Find out if, if she's uh, an honorary type person. She might be. And you know that son of a bitch Aaron Rodgers doesn't even talk to his own family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. You know, the kid, right? the, the brother was on The Bachelor. I mean, I know people who don't get along with their parents. They still talk to them once in a while. Sure. Right? And I know people who get along with their parents, and they don't talk to them. You're damn right. A- absolutely. 
Wow. Well, I can't. Uh, what's the deal with Aaron Rodgers' contract? I don't know. I, I don't even know where he's at. Have you seen There's it? Contra- he's, like, negotiations are going on right now. And uh, there's a chance maybe next year he's not a Packer. What's he I trying to don't do? don't think that is would he happen. trying to but... get, like, a lifetime contract? Like, this is my final payday. Here we go. It's going to be big. I don't know. He's What's he worth? What is he worth right now? He's worth a lot. And the Packers will give him more than his worth. Oh, breaking news. Football related. This might be good for your training camp uh, deal. What's that? It's loading. Hold on. Oh, my goodness. It's still loading. All right. No, it's building the... The Dr. Hamilton Rogers. Tiger Cats have traded former NFL quarterback Johnny Manziel Uh-oh. to the Montreal Alouettes. No way. Following the recent injuries to Drew Willey, Jeff Matthews, and TSN's Dwayne Ford, reports say. Oh, TSN, that's their ESPN. Do you know they mic the players up and beforehand uh, on TSN, they, uh, they put up a disclaimer saying, you're going to hear some bad words. It's just going to happen. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Players mock, uh, mic'd up. Uh, the Alouettes, Mark Chessman, yeah, uh, coached there before. Is he back with them? I think no. He's with Toronto, I believe. Really? He's, and I think he took him to the championship, and they may have won, like in his first year back. That's where he should be. Oh, Stay up there. You're doing just yeah. great in the CFL. Know your wheelhouse. You're damn right. Which is great. Congratulations. He's a big fish. In- oh, that son of a bitch stooped me. Yeah. He, he he got us all, Clark. I don't know if he got everybody. He got me though. I thought I believed. I believed after like a year that there's something going on here. There's a positive feeling. There's a swing in the right direction, and then it all fell apart. Yeah, it did. Who deserves the bigger contract, Odell Beckham Jr. or um, Julio Jones? Ooh, be right off the bat, I would think more years uh, could go to. Beckham, he gets injured too. Let's talk money. Which one do you think is this? Be He's pay? a lot younger than Julio Jones, right? I don't know. I'd uh, I'd have to pull up. I don't know. My thoughts are that are that Beckham Jr. probably deserves. More. I would go Julio Jones. Okay. In a heartbeat. All right. Beckham Jr. I just don't trust. I just don't Why trust to put that much uh, commitment in. He he's very streaky. And when he's on fire, he's on fire. But Julio Jones is a pretty consistent guy. Uh, Julio Jones is 29 years old, 6'3", 220. Whereas, let's see that, Odell. Spike Odell? Odell is 25, 5'11", 198. Well, he plays taller than 5'11", doesn't he? Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed he was uh, short, no. under 6'11". No, five. not at all. Which would get, okay, that concerns me even more. He has to Julio his, Jones. He has his get up and go, is what he has. Um, so Rodgers is the 10th highest paid quarterback. That's the issue there. Garoppolo is paid more. Cousins paid more. Yeah, that seems to happen a lot, though. Like, Yeah, like Cutler was the highest paid right. for a minute even, you know? At, like, at, because the market goes up so quick. Yeah, that's just it. There's a, constantly right? an, an increase. Thank you, Donald Trump. Hey. He's creating the market. He's making it move, man. He's making things move. Uh, creating something like you know, like bringing the market up, people want to sell. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's good. Boy, I tell you what, it has been. Uh, I tell you what, it has been horrible without football. I've had to suffer through baseball. Yeah, 
you're feeling pretty good there, right? And you don't uh, you don't talk enough baseball. So. Well. I'll tell you what, the Dodgers, man, scare the shit out of me right now. Uh, they just signed Machado from the Orioles, and because Seager got hurt, their shortstop. I don't see like they've they've got to be the favorites to go back to the World Series right now, and possibly the favorites to win it. Uh, the Yankees are tough. Yeah, I I don't know. The Cubs, they're going to do what they can. There's a lot of talk of them going after uh, Zach Britton, another Oriole. Uh, they've liked him for a while, but yet again, it'd be a rental player, Al. Right now, that's the issue. Like, do you go out and get a rental? Like, the year that the Cubs won the World Series, yeah. they went out, they traded for Araldis Chapman. Yeah, old they ended up winning the World Series. They did. Now, they had to trade away uh, Glybear Torres, who is tearing it up. He's really doing well for the Yankees. He What's finally, his first name? He was a Glyber. Glybear. Okay. Glybear. Um, he was a top prospect at the time, and this year they brought him up, and he's hitting the snot out of the ball in his rookie year. He's playing really well. Uh, Britain wouldn't be the Chapman guy, but their closer is injured, uh, Morrow, right now, and he's had a couple little nagging injuries, and if he can't go, Britain would be a good guy to get in there. It's just, what is the market for him? Uh, there are other pitchers that, uh, that are available. The uh, Grom of the Mets. A lot of talks about that, but are they going to give up a Javier Baez? Do you do it straight up? Right now, Baez's market value is high. Sure. It's very high. He, got a, he called a shot in the All-Star game the other night, Al. He's facing Chris Sale, who's starting his third straight All-Star game for the American League. He's getting interviewed, walking to the plate, and they're like, what, what are you looking for? What are you going to hit? And he goes, I hope it's a half fastball, and I'm going to hit it hard. Boom, fastball right up the middle. He hit it. First pitch, like he called it. Well, how's that calling it out? He said, I'm going to hit it. He goes, I'm going to be looking for a fastball, and I'm going to try to hit it hard, and that's exactly what he did on the very first pitch. That's so he hit the ball hard. By the way, the Cubs showed up pretty darn well in the All-Star game. Lester couldn't pitch because uh, he had pitched just the day prior, which the Cubs moved that around to make sure that he wouldn't pitch. Pretty pretty solid move if, if you're trying to oh, save, so save a ball player. And then uh, Wilson Contreras hit a home run on his first pitch ever seen in an All-Star game. Cubs catcher. They showed up really well in that all. Who won that game? Huh? Who won the game? Uh, the American League won their sixth That's right. straight year. The Alves have once again oh boy. gone six straight years. The ALs are the best. Dude, their starting lineup was disgusting. They uh they have a fantastic team over there. They really do. So I watched the uh a Cardinals game and the uh Cubs. Cubs. Yeah, the Chicago. The local you want to talk about disgusting and why people don't, shouldn't watch this sport and why they, America should just why? ban it? Why? They spend 10 minutes on this this Cardinals coach with, with these, these dopey glasses and the, the hat down, and he just keeps spitting and spitting and spitting. And then they cut over to the old guy, Madden, and he's over there chomping away on something, and he's spitting, and then they cut to the other guy, and he's spitting. And it's like, this, what are this you, is what 10 are you minutes of about? television time of two people just going back and forth spitting. Are, they're not showing the they game? They look bored. They're not oh, the they'll game? show clip. They'll cut to the field, and then they'll cut back to the dopey guy. He's just he's all alone, the guy in the little red uniform. He's all alone. He's he's spitting. He's leaned up. He's he's as bored as everybody in the stands. And believe me, I drove by Wrigley Field the other day. You know what I saw? The balconies outside of Wrigley Field, full. While the game is going on. 
Now you go to football, the balconies and Soldier Field on the outside. They're oh, not full of people are you trying, killing. Are you sitting here trying to tell me that the the, the Chicago foot Cub fan isn't a baseball educated fan? I'm saying nobody on, is man. anymore. Nobody yes, enjoys it. Here, nobody here truly enjoys here it. Here is proof. It's Yesterday habit. in the day game, uh, Chatwood, uh, the, the fifth pitcher who's been walking a lot of guys, struggling a lot. He actually pitched a pretty darn good game yesterday. Um, he got the victory. It wasn't the best by any standards, but he's been working hard, and it's finally been coming around. He got a standing ovation as he walked off the field. Today, Jose Quintana got out of a, got out of a hell of a situation. Uh, they had brought in a pinch hitter, and he induced the first pitch, came right back at him, got out of an inning where there were guys on base that could have given the Cardinals the lead. And he got out of it. He got a standing ovation coming off the field. So don't tell me nobody's watching the games at the Cubs game. There's plenty of them doing that, too. They just also have room for the people, the other people, which is fine. They're bored You've got to have people paying those concession stands. You've got to have people giving those people jobs. What they're doing is creating more jobs. Don't you enjoy people having more jobs, Al? I think you. And thank you. And thanks to our current president, there's more jobs available than ever before. And uh, the unemployment rate just keeps plummeting. So, wonderful times. If it could be anybody else. I was listening to... Uh, I would give a shit if it was anybody. I was watching New Japan the other night, and I found out that during the seventh inning stretch at baseball games, yes, they released balloons. See? Now, that's not good. That's, that's not, not good, good for the environment, no. no. Are, no. They, are they releasing uh, biodegradable balloons? Well, they're weirdly shaped balloons. They're very phallic. What are they shaped like? They're phallic. What do you mean by phallic? They 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 look like the microphone. Oh, they're really they're they're strong. They they look like a oh yeah a phallic. Oh yeah 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 yeah. They they take I, them. I wasn't listening to the word uh, and uh, yeah I wasn't expecting it. They look like dicks, Clark. Come on, pay attention. Does Mike Tenay do porn? Mike Tenay does he do porn? I don't. I wouldn't think so. The word is that's what he's done since uh, wrestling. The the broadcaster? Yes. Isn't he like an old guy? Yeah, he was the guy who was bald on the top with the long hair who announced for WCW for all those years. Where are you getting this information? Just quick Google. Put it into your Google. Mike Tenay Point. 63 years old. He does live in Vegas. Yeah, I, I don't see anything about porn. I, the Professor Vegas? Uh, he's been broadcasting with TNA. I think you're making stuff up. Maybe I am. Maybe, give me That makes no sense whatsoever, Clark. Meanwhile, making perfect sense, the G1 in Japan, the um, NCAA of professional wrestling, has been nothing but phenomenal. Every night has been uh, brilliant. Yano Toru. Every, there's just so many styles. And guys go hard for uh, three, four nights in a row. Because they have, so if you're in B block and it's A block's night, all the participants in A block are having their matches. Everyone in B block is having tag team matches against their opponents that are going to be tomorrow. So it's constantly building stories. And uh, you, so you have the very serious Ibushi, Kota Ibushi, high flying, lightweight, uh, kickbox expert going against Yano Toru, who's just kind of a fat guy. And uh, and he's he's one of the world's best uh, producers, uh, DVD producers, and so he, he they go at it, and uh, nobody expects Yano to win. And sure enough, Yano pulled off a victory, an upset victory, after he ta- he taped uh, Abushi's hands together, so he couldn't use his hands. Really? But Abushi still almost won the match using strikes, kicks, and and 
uh, creative ways and flips and all kinds of shit going on. Uh, but uh, Toru pulled it off where one of the things I like about New Japan is they're very intelligent in the way they, they tell their stories at the ring. A couple weeks ago, so Yano, his main finisher, although he's trying to be on the straight and narrow right now, he's trying to clean up his act. But a, his main finisher is he, he uppercuts uh, guys in the testicles and then rolls them up for the win. Nothing on Mike today, huh? Nah, I think I made it up. That's Maybe a really strange, Clark. That is very weird, weird. dreams. So no, I heard it from the Liam Conrad show. Well, yeah, maybe you should Google these things as you're watching them to see if uh, yeah, I sh- there's I more did, to the story. I did, and I thought I saw a link. I didn't click on it. Weird. Maybe it's been wiped. It might have been wiped from the Internet. So there's a Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, He's an Henri British guy. Very thin, very very skinny. You see him, and you're not impressed. He was in one of the uh, W, one of the he WWF tournaments. Yeah, he was in, yeah, he was in the cruiserweight tournament. Yeah. WWE. He he bends guys. He he could take any move he could counter and turn it into a submission move. How? He's just that good. Okay. So, a couple weeks ago, he was fighting Yano in a tag match. Yano uppercutted him in the balls, rolled him up, got the win. Yep. So the next time they met. I believe it was a singles match or another tag match. He goes for the uppercut, and Zach, Zach somehow tightens his legs up, traps Yano's arm, twists it around, puts him in a submission hold, wins the match. All right. So he learned. Yeah. He's like, okay, I need a counter for this guy's nut shot. So the other night in the G1 tournament, they're, they're fighting each other, and they're going at it, and Yano's doing his best not to cheat, and the referee's trying to keep him on the straight. He's gonna, the crowd keeps chanting straight and narrow. In Japanese. I don't know what it translates to, but it, sure. it translates into English, a straight and narrow. And uh, so he's trying to win clean. He's trying to be a good guy. Anyways, he goes for the, he goes for the nut shot, and Zack Sabre did it again. He locks his legs, traps Yano. Well, this time Yano uses his size and rolls him up into a pin. So now he's learned how to counter his counter, which led the counter. It's just really good storytelling, and things progress like that, which you don't see anywhere else. That's fantastic stuff. Do you think that it's now impossible for WWE to do that? No. I think they're in a they're in a different place and they are creating a completely different product. Well, it's not based on wrestling and they're losing viewership. They had an all-time low a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Raw was at an all-time low in ratings. So yes, they're they're making profit. They're making a lot of money right now and their stock is going absolutely uh yeah, skyrocketing very well. Thanks to speculation and the contract, the new television, mainly the new television contract for five billion dollars. Fox Sports. So, yeah, going to be on the big network. Things are good for WWE, but that doesn't mean the product is any better. The product has gotten. We talked about it a little bit on the show. Do they have the money to spend and are people willing to go? I think some of those guys are doing so well right now on their own. That they they may not want to accept the money unless it's so over the top right. from WWE. And of course, I'm talking about the young bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody, even. Yeah. And I don't see Cody going back right now. Hell, I don't know if Brian Danielson stays. Yeah, Brian Danielson of course, being we all know that. Daniel Daniel Bryan. Bryan and WWE, who had the concussion, was out four years, finally got cleared by doctors, and now his contract ends, I believe, at the end of uh, November. Or the end of August, last if day of you're August. The WWE. How do you handle that situation? Is is it the way that they're doing it right now? How how I would handle it is I'd get extremely predatory. You're running a show up against one of my biggest shows on my weekend in New York City. In in our arena. 
at, at WrestleMania weekend. At MSG. Yeah. You have NXT putting on their show, which is my product that basically features indie talent. Right. And you have the best indie talent in the world coming to you in partnership with New Japan. And how does New Japan deal with this? What if New Japan says, F, F Ring of Honor, they're bringing nothing to the product. It's all our guys drawing. We want to cut them out of the deal. Um, but if I'm WWE, I'm absolutely signing Kenny Omega. I'm going after the Young Bucks. And uh, right. I'm taking away any draw you have for that show. Because if you are if you got NXT Saturday night and it's somebody in their product putting on uh, the show, minus those guys, and then on the, uh, the Ring of Honor New Japan show, you have Kenny Omega, you have the Bucks, you have Cody, you have Okada, you have all these great uh, – you have Suzuki – you have all these stars in Madison Square Garden. It's a dream for these Japanese guys. Don't right. think they don't get what Madison Square Garden is. Right. You know, like me visiting the Tokyo Dome as a fan. That was sure. a big deal for me Fantastic. going to the Dome. That, them being them at as Madison wrestlers, Square Garden is huge. It's, it's insane. Of course. And it builds to their legacy in Japan. I mean, they just did a WWE just did a house show the other night, and they got to see Ronda and the Undertaker, and that was big news. It was Ronda's first time ever at MSG. That place. Yeah. It is historic, even even if it's not the original, Al. Even if it's just some other building they put up a call in this year. Now, what if instead of Ring of Honor New Japan having Kenny Omega in the Bucks, NXT, it's it's Velveteen Dream versus Kenny Omega. Yeah. Well, All of a sudden, that draw in, in Madison Square Garden isn't very high. They'll still sell. That's what I'm saying. Take the, take the whole thing of them being where they are and doing so well right now out of it. How much money, or no, I guess you keep it in. How much money is the WWE going to spend, and how much are they willing to spend? I don't know. On them, and I think you're going to have to pay over market value. Oh, absolutely. At this point. These guys, are, these guys have worked themselves into... Which, I don't know if you see Omega on the undercard, or if he's going in and they're just going to go AJ right away. I don't think you, I don't think you would need to. Yeah, you're right. Is, is just why. bring him. You could put him on the... You put him on the NXT show, and that's... Yeah. Huge. It, it might even overshadow WrestleMania. Would a lot of fans, and forgive me if I'm wrong, would a lot of the smart fans, the, the New Japan fans, yeah. uh, would a lot of people be pissed about it? It doesn't sound like you are as the and New Japan fan here, but would uh, I think people would be pissed if they put them on NXT. I think everyone would be, there would be a lot of people bitching, wondering why they're not on the main roster. Why are they not well, on SmackDown or Raw? No, no, no. I mean, you, you straight up, you could have Kenny Omega ha- wrestle his first match in NXT on Saturday night and then have him show up Sunday sure. at WrestleMania. Sure. And be like, this is where I'm at now. Yeah, of course. Like, gonna I, yes, last out. night I graduated NXT. I'm here. But you're saying, do it, you're saying they do it now. Or do they do it just before WrestleMania? Are you building up ma- the match with Velveteen Dream that, you know, in this scenario? Omega... And Dream, like, are you building that? Does he show up at the next takeover or at a take, the, the takeover beforehand? How are you doing that? I, I, it depends when he signs. I mean, if it's going to be right before the show, then... This is hypothetical, right? Like, I mean, you don't think there's a chance of it, or do you? Of him signing with WWE? Sure. I think there's a fair to good chance. Based on, based on the fact that they have the TV deal and they have money to spend and they need more superstars. And he is a commodity. He is clearly a commodity that people want to see. He's a draw. Do you think the WWE will ever start to offer more of the pro wrestling? And I know they don't use those terms, but can they still offer it as pro wrestling? NXT seems to do that really well. They have to get rid of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon needs to die. Is that real? Yeah. It's him. Or he needs, he needs to go to uh, football. And, yeah. you know, 
hire me to be a play-by-play guy on uh, one of one of his football games. Is there any chance that that's Stephanie McMahon's announcement? That, that, uh, no, I think it's going to be either a female tag team division or, or the pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah, Or both. Me too. If they had announced a Vince announcement, I, I could speculate that maybe. I think you're. I think you're exactly right. I don't think I don't Vince. Know. I don't think Vince would ever make the announcement they do step aside because it could affect the stock value. Oh, that's an excellent point. So. Yeah. So they just do that without really announcing it. Can they do that? Yeah, I mean, you can just get away with that. He could reduce his role. Yeah. I mean, he could, he could kind of step away from creative. Yeah. Um, but he, he is detrimental to the product right now. There's no question. There's no question. He, he's still. I mean, you could say that people have been saying, I've heard people say, well, they've been saying that for 20, 30 years, which sure. is true. And they've still been at the top of their game. He, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to promote. But that said, it, it, it does seemingly seem to officially be time, especially I think Hunter has proven himself at with NXT. I really do. I don't know how else to put it, but would you not say that you are happy with the NXT product as a whole ever since? It's, I am. Ever yeah. since the performance center and all of that, everything, ever since they've had their own show, since all of that's happening. And NXT is a product that is based on wrestling. Very simple premise. Yes. Two guys yeah. get in a ring. Both of them want to win a match so they can get closer to being the champion. It's it's so simple. Yeah. But WWE doesn't focus on that. Like we haven't had a world champion in what? He hasn't wrestled in like six months. Why does it make sense in? storyline for AJ to go right to the main roster, but not an Omega, both former leaders of the Bullet Club. Oh, it may, it, if they sign Kenny Omega to a huge deal, he's going to the main roster. Yeah, you're saying just a pit stop in the NXT. I'm saying if, you, if you're looking to counter-program another show that's going up against you, you take your biggest star. Oh, for the Saturday night. You put him yeah. on Saturday night, and, no doubt. and he all of a sudden is the talk of Saturday night. And there's a buzz. Oh, my God. Is he going to show up Sunday or isn't he not going to show up Sunday? Is he going to be on Raw on Monday? Yep. When is Kenny Omega going to the main roster? And uh, he, I would do it instantly, yeah. I, I would have him win, not necessarily for – maybe not even the NXT title. Or if they're ready to have a tournament in NXT, boom. You have, you have Kenny Omega win the NXT title, retire, graciously retire at the end of the show and the way only Kenny Omega can do. I got my latest uh, slam figure from the latest loot crate that showed up. Now, mind you, loot crates just started showing up at my house, but that's my favorite one so far. <laughs> that's awesome. Braun Strowman. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Well, my, I, in my crate, because I can do the pro wrestling tease crate, I get micro brawlers. That's a, Yep, that's badass. This month was uh, uh, Naito. Yeah, and uh, great times, and that's actually what I got. That's how, really good. This is how I got into the whole Beanie Baby thing. Oh, getting him sent. Somebody, to somebody asked a question on Facebook, like, "Hey, I just started getting these crates. Do you guys generally open them and take them out of the packaging, or do you just collect them in a box?" Right. And I started thinking, well, at the most, their value will increase by one 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 micro brawler might be worth ten dollars in ten years. Right. Which isn't that really great when you turn on investment to right, not right. open something. People buy a hundred of them, boom. You know what I mean? Like that that but, returns pretty well. But then that's that's a collector. That's not a guy asking right, a question. Right, right, Should he right, open right. his his toy? Right. Or it's a guy who owns a toy store. 
Right. The guy who owns the toy store is not asking that question. Of course right. he's keeping it in packaging, and he's going to try to get that thing autographed. Of course. No doubt about it. Would he open it up, or would he want the package autographed? The tag on the top. The tag the, on the, the top. Package. You'd the package. You'd want the package. No. That's nice. Good. Good. I'm still up here. Whoa. <clears throat> what's going on here? Huh? Never mind. Yeah, the connection was huh? uh, too good back then. That got weird. Oh, my goodness. It's, uh, it's Sunday night. It's live at the Sports Attic. Thank you for listening. We, uh... We dig it at Larcher Lawrence on Twitter, on Facebook. It's uh, Larcher and the Lawrence and podcast. We do it all. I like five-star reviews over there on Apple Podcasts. I like them anywhere you can find it. Review us. Talk about us. Hell, I'll take a four-star review at this point. Four and a half. Yeah. Four is fine. Five I is think people great. always ask Five for fives, great. but four is fine with me. But four is only 80%, man. I need a nine out of ten. I was happy. You're telling me? What's going on here? Oh, no. Uh-oh. I'd be happy with a B. You finally got there. You finally got there. 80%. That's awesome. That little guy made the honor roll one year in high school. Hell yeah. And I got to go to wrestling. Just uh, for like one one semester. I was really good in gym class. What was your what was your best? I was decent. What was your best uh, subject? Um, I don't know. My best subject. Yeah, what was your best subject? Everybody had a it good subject. On the year, probably. Uh, what was your journalism? What was your choir? I was bad. What was your favorite subject? Ooh. What class did you go? Oh, I can't wait to go I to think this. I liked English, but I failed it on purpose once because I got a journalism credit and I could graduate. Like I, I knew how to what classes to. to I make. have no idea how failing a class would advance you in any way. This is this is some horrible school system no, you I went to. I knew the way out. I knew how I could graduate. Yeah, you get good grades, and then the, the time expires. Yeah, but, oh, I, I really kind of blew it with the one class, but I knew that I could still graduate. I just, it was... You know, for somebody mediocrity. who's not as good as English as I, I would guess, it's shocking. Well, I'm shocked that your favorite class was English. Yeah, why? I'm you like, like English than you. You like creative writing. Like, it, I'm one of the guys I used to correct people, like when people misuse uh, the word there or your. I think Facebook, you, I, I think you can correct I've me. I'm doing that. I think you can correct me. You can definitely correct my written grammar, but Should I think I my vocabulary is far better Should than yours. Should I correct you, like on the side? Because one time you, you got mad at me because I publicly mentioned that you misspelled a word, and, and you. Were See, you're a grammar you were Nazi. Did no, you understand the context of the sentence? That's my reading comprehension. See, and is this is far, helping. This is helping our country become dumber. Right here, things like this. Like well, just do it right. There's an app on my phone called Grammarly that will tell me if I'm misusing the word "your." How about you just put your phone down and, and have conversations and well, join the world? How about you just learn the difference between "you are" and "your"? your I know the table. difference between "you are" and "your," but occasionally so your, "you are" is just a contraction. So you know that there goes a you know that you put the. Uh, what's the what's the comma up on top? An apostrophe. Thank you. See, I'm great with grammar. Well, my vocabulary far exceeds yours. Your vocabulary. Lord, what do you have? Your thesaurus over there? Huh? I do have a thesaurus. Oh Jesus, that's ridiculous. My favorite subject was history. What? History. Oh, I enjoyed social studies. History. I liked history. History was pretty awesome. It was just learning about things. Am I wrong? Yeah, history. You're learning. Jesus Christ. What? Yeah, explain what history is. Tell me about it. Uh, could you tell me about the American Revolutionary War? 
It happened. When? A long time ago. Oh, that's good. You loved history. You nailed it. I am that. Way to go. Way to go. God damn it. What? What? You know, I'm good at fantasy football. I don't know, like, I don't know every player unless the things are written in front of me. Like, I, I'm the guy who I, you know, I can remember you, things. You, you know fantasy football better than you do wars. Better than you know. Yes, military history, history is not my strength. Okay, what social what history, history is, is probably more. Okay, history of country music is pretty strong. I very strong in country music history. Would you call yourself, or could I call you a? Um, could I call you a historian? No. No. Absolutely Could I call not. you a guru, a country music guru? Or would you call yourself the country music of uh, uh, country music uh I would call myself a country uh, country music almanac. sage. A sage. What's yeah. a sage? Yeah. Exactly. Who's got Could, the better vocabulary? Could you give me a definition of the word sage? Uh a wise a wise entity. Oh. Okay. Oh, so you're being facetious. I get it. All right. I'm not being facetious. No, yeah, you're a Bo Cephas, Bo Cephas is the nickname of Hank Williams Jr. Tell me about who it. was named after the nickname comes from the fact that his dad used to go on the Grand Ole Opry and there was a dummy, a little puppet named okay. Bo Cephas. Wow. And it, the the puppet reminded him of his son, so he Holy called his crap. son Bo Cephas. Wow. A a dummy reminded him of his son. What well, a puppet. Okay. Dummy is a harsh word. You need to use a synonym. Sure. A dummy. Uh, a puppet. Um, a, he was a ventriloquist? Was there was a ventriloquist involved, correct. Okay. And that was his puppet. But you're using the word dummy like dummy because dummy is a derivative of the puppet because it's somebody moving their mouth and talking for an inanimate What's object. What's funny is I find a lot of the puppets to play smarter than the human running it. Right. So to call them a dummy, they're not dummies. Well, I just explained what a dummy is. It's not that the... the Puppet is dumb. What is it? It's a puppet is being puppeted. It's it's somebody is talking for them. So that's why somebody's a dummy because they're not thinking of their own thoughts because they're an inanimate object. But the dummy itself could be very intellectual. All right then. Right? You understand? Dummy can be intellectual. I still think the The character of the the dummy is intellectual. intellectual. Right. The character is. You know you remember Mr. Rogers? Say that again. You remember Mr. Rogers? Yeah, yeah Lady Elena. Time. She ran a museum. Very intelligent woman. Was it King Faraday? King Friday? King Faraday. Lady Faraday? Was there a Lady Faraday? No. There's Lady uh, Lady Lane. There's Daniel in the clock. He who, was a little slow. Who was the old nosy lady, the puppet? Yeah, that was uh, Fairchild. Lady she, Fairchild. She ran a museum. How dumb is she? Oh, oh, and didn't she talk like that? I believe she did. So that was that was Rogers. That was Fred. Uh, that was him. Yeah, it was Fred. He had his hands in a his sack. Yeah. Now, here's something I need to ask you. Have you seen the um, the documentary? I have not. I'd like to see the. Documentary. I would like to see that as well. Won't you be my neighbor? Please, won't you be? There's a show on called Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Now it's an animated cat, and it kind of lives on the legacy. Okay. There's a trolley like. Kind of, he lives in a house. Is Hazel a fan? She's getting there, I think. She watching cartoons and uh... kind of a yeah. little bit. Like we don't do too much TV. Her, she doesn't. I watch. think that's a mistake. She really likes Cubs baseball during the day. Oh bullshit! She does. She loves it. She has it on all the time. And that's when she naps. Huh? That's when she naps. That is not when she naps. That's when Daddy naps. 
I'm a big fan of the baby. Ooh, so you're telling me you're letting your baby run around while you're napping? No. Or the baby's napping, too, because no. baseball's on. We know no, the, the truth there. the baby isn't napping because baseball's on. The baby is napping because it's baseball. Right. Board ball. Rest in peace ball. Rest in peace. So in New Japan, I've, been, I've hit you with this uh, a little bit. In the G1, there's a wrestler called Evil. Evil. So he goes, everything is evil. Okay. My finisher. Whoa. Is everything is evil? Oh. And he says it in English. He says it just like that. Mm-hmm. He does. Anytime he's around him, like if he's walking by the announce desk and he sees the announcers, he'll grab the microphone and he'll just go. Right now, everything is evil. It's evil. So, but sometimes he'll uh, the crowd will chant for him. Evil, evil, which is just great. It's just great. And then when he wins, it says, "Winner, evil." It does. That sounds pretty fantastic. Al, I've got a quick question for you. All right. I got answers. What do you think about libraries? Are they still going to be around no, here in we the go. future? Or what? You got a, you got a strong opinion on I've gotten now? into like two Facebook <laughs> fights this week with people about these damn libraries. And because uh, they everybody's posting this article because I haven't read it. I'm going to be fair. I didn't because read the actual we've article. We've got to save the libraries. We need to save the no. It it's Forbes. I believe it was Forbes um, said that like Amazon should maybe handle libraries going forward. And I don't know. I'm not necessarily a fan of uh, a corporation happening. taking over running libraries. Libraries. Right. Like I get right. that. But what I'm saying is, it's not ridiculous to think that what we think of a library today isn't how it's going to be in 20 years. That the brick-and-mortar building may have a better advantage of the city using it for another reason than for a library. Because you could digitalize all the books, put them on tablets, and you can have people in the community with their library cards, they come out and they take a tablet out that has internet provided to them. So if you don't have internet, you all of a sudden have a source for internet. Uh And every book that's in the library is on the tablet. And you would limit it. I mean, you wouldn't be able to go to porn sites on it. And you wouldn't be able, you might not even be able to search the internet. I don't know. Right. But you have access to every book that's in the library. Suddenly, the space of the library and the upkeep, I got to think it's expensive keeping up a library. You do? I do. Eh, dusting off some books, cleaning the. You got to pay people to light. constantly put those books away. You got to, you got to, they're damaged. So you want to take You got to purchase jobs. new books. Well, jobs are going. I mean, jobs are fluid. Jobs are in the tech. Less people in now. The tech anyway. There is more people employed now than before. Right. Than, than, than in basically this world's history. Thanks, our wonderful president. Oh my God. <laughs> Just laying in it. Oh my Clark, God. Why are you doing this? So, anyways, um, yeah. So what we see as a library today, I I think they could reduce it to a couple hundred tablets. And then people you could go out and they, they could get them. Well, there are libraries speaking out. Good. have an opinion yeah. on it. Give me these libraries. At, at SF Public Library, which I can only assume is the San Francisco Public Library. Uh-huh. Maybe at Forbes doesn't like that you can download their magazine free with your San Francisco library card. Exactly. Charlotte Clymer at CM. Oh, I bet says, she's the hit of every party. Hey, 
P. Mordecautis, who must have written the article. I use my local library so much that my keychain checkout card is worn out from overuse. Maybe take a step back and dial down the capitalism, huh? Maybe grandma should think about the future and realize that not everybody... What about poor people who don't have transportation? Should they not be able to get the, the, the library? This is, uh, this is in an article put together by Yahoo. Uh, no, they should. At, uh, at Carnethia? This, I'm still this climber lady. It wouldn't save taxpayers a dime and would harm marginalized communities. It is clear you haven't been in a library and assume that means no one else goes to them. Yeah, I'm sure it's a fun crowd. I really do. I'm sure it's ba- the baseball crowd sober. Historically, those with power overtly protected their position by keeping oppressed communities illiterate. This idea is a modern reincarnation. Libraries serve POC, the poor, etc. They are where people apply for citizenship, register to vote, and access social programs. Nobody's saying you can't have a community center there that also houses homeless people or has a clinic. Right. That space could be utilized for a lot more. Well, and you can do the same thing in those communities. Like, it doesn't cost them more money what are you to about? get this card to, to check out, like, people in poor communities. Yes. I think they still have access to one of these places. The library. That's what libraries need to become. They right. They become media centers. Right. It, saying, so like, it, and they should be able to go there and check out this tablet that features these books that you're talking about. Like, I don't think that people are saying that it's going to cost more money, but that's how Twitter's reacting. Yeah, I don't understand. Twitter makes no sense. So people just, I'm just, I think the article, and again, I haven't read it, so it's kind of hard to have this debate because that's not fair to, maybe these people are, maybe this thing's like, nobody deserves well, access I'm sorry anymore. I brought it up without mentioning I would bring it up on the show, but you, you really seem passionate about it before, and, I, and you, you are, and I get your take. Well, yeah, just, I wouldn't, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have guessed that you wouldn't have a Toys R Us. Because in my mind, because I grew up, with a Toys R Us, without the internet, right, right. going there was a magical, there were toys everywhere. Things right. you didn't even think of. You were a kid, you didn't even know they had these kind of toys. I wanted that belt liquidated so bad, they had the WWE belt there. Yeah. The replica. You were trying to take advantage of it, it was, everything was closing. And it was good, smart. We'd give it away as a gift on this show. So, I, I couldn't have the concept that, you know, the idea of, like, my parents... Our parents, their generation, they would get a catalog in the mail once a year. Right. And they would flip through it and look at all the toys. Yeah. And then they would order it. Montgomery Ward. And then the the stores came, and they realized, well, there's so much more, and the things are constantly changing, and those catalogs only come out once a year. And once you've seen it, you've seen it. It was, it, was, it had a smell to it. It was tangible. So I wouldn't think you would give that up and regress back to the way things used to be with a catalog. But the fact is these kids have the Internet in their hand instantly. Right. They grow up with it, and they're very comfortable going and flipping through uh, a, a store and going, hey, I want this. Can you right. order for me, Daddy? Yeah. Tomorrow, boom, Hazel's got a new uh, ring. Oh, you have to sit there and talk to uh, Alexa. Uh, sorry for those of you who yeah, even have one. That, that oh, it's so trip, annoying when they, they do it on the radio. One. Oh, try watching wrestling. It, it gets uh-huh. mine going. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Alexa Bliss? Yep, of course. Oh, my goodness. But uh, you can just ask her, and she'll order it for you. My problem with the Alexa thing uh-huh. is, and I guess uh, I'm, we're guilty of it right now, just having this conversation, because probably, this is the last, the spoiler, we're not going to talk about Alexa anymore after this. I, oh, go ahead. I, I can't stand when Jim Ross cuts like a promo, where he's like, all you got to do 
to get the Jim Ron show is say, Alexa, give me it. And then every time it triggers it. Does he, he knows he's doing it, right? Well, speaking of which, all you have to do is say, Alexa, l- listen to the Larcher and Lawrenson live at the sports attic. Yeah, exactly. And it'll do it. And it will. Yeah, and you hate when he does it. And we just did it. I hate when he does it. All right, that's the last time. It, it, the last time I'm going to say, Alexa, play live at the sports attic podcast. Right. That's it. That's it. Done. Okay. Moving on. Don't don't play the Jim Ross one. <sighs> well, I don't know what else could be said. Me neither. I think a lot of it's been said. Man, uh, buying a house is crazy. Uh, and I haven't uh, I haven't been of uh, there hasn't been much time for other things this week, Al. But I'm still catching some goats baseball. I'm still catching the uh, the Chicago Bears. Tomorrow it's going to be interesting going to the uh, going to training camp with a uh, with a fifteen month old girl. That's we'll sexist. See. That's Why very that? sexist. Okay. That it's a difficulties because she's a girl. No, it has nothing to do. with uh, I mean, it should just be it's your more to do with her age. I'm taking you know? a 15 it's, year old child. Probably ageist. Sir. Well, then you should. Why it's did you have to single her out as a girl? Because you're saying girls girl. can't be involved with sports. I wasn't singling her out as a girl. I just I talk about her and I use the word girl. It's not singling out. My daughter is a girl. It just wow. happens to be. Hazel, I want you to know you can grow up to be anything you want to be. If you want to be a football player, or if you want to be a uh, chef. Or if you want to be an astronaut, it's if all you want available. To be the president to you. of the United States. Just don't be a podcast host. No, don't do that. Too many of those never already. Do it. Desmond Clark never got back to us. No, no. no he asked us to uh, to DM and check your DMs. Check your inbox, folks. Now a DM is when you you hit the like send to the mail thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's Are when you... you just at somebody and then you type a bunch of stuff? That. Is there for the public to see? That's there okay. for people. That's not what I did. I did the okay. I did the proper way. But. Yeah. No. If you at somebody, then he can retweet it. People see it. It's on. It's on the feed. I got one back from Michael Elgin. You did. Yeah. Why? He's in the G one, and I was you know an American, and uh, just finished up his match, and uh, I like I tweeted at him. I'm like, man. Oh, you added him. You didn't. Inbox. No, yeah, right. I didn't inbox him. I'm like, hey, man, you know, this is a guy you really got to watch out. He's doing great in the tournament. And uh, he got back. He got back to me like right away. Really? What did he say? I mean, it was like five in the morning here. So it was like seven in Japan. Yeah. He's like, just keep watching, pal. No, that's badass. Actually, it's probably like, just keep watching. Pal. He has like no personality. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Great wrestler, though. Okay. Maybe right. we just haven't seen it yet, but he's very, he's just like a, he's like a big, quiet dude. He's likable. Yeah. The fans occasionally get into him. Did you see uh, my uh, my Tyler Mahan Co. interaction a couple weeks ago? No. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Update this. Wow. Oh, I tweeted at him about uh, my favorite band sucks or something, and he retweeted mine saying, I wish I still had, had or I wish I had access to this Twitter handle for the last week. But I won't be able to get back on for. But Twitter banned him. They they suspended them for one week from the your your band your favorite band sucks yeah. podcast Twitter handle. They've suspended it for one week, and by the time I found out about it here, he said it'll be back up in a few hours. And I was like, what? I was like, well, that's that's fucked up. Why did what it get happened? banned? He said that a lot of pe- it seemed like a lot of people reported him for talking shit about their favorite bands. Wow. And that's what the show is. Like, take yeah. it for what it is. 
I thought it was going to be more tongue in cheek, but sometimes they do come across as very um, on that podcast. They they don't like that music, and they don't like the Beatles, and here's why. Oh, you've been listening. They're very direct. Yeah, I heard that one in the Stones. Um, I may try again. Well, what's like, like a reasoning like not to like the Stones? Cocaine and rhinestones the best. They, they they steal other people's sound. Everything's easy, I believe. The Beatles were they're just a boy band that were put together by people. Okay. Um, and you know, um, and then the Stones. I I didn't get through the whole episode to be honest. But it was just uh, yeah, they're not talented. Yeah, I don't think I'd like that podcast. Yeah. Now on That's the why other I haven't hand, checked it out. I started listening to some of the Q&A with Tyler Mahanko. And, of course, I know that he had referenced uh, Paul Harvey before on the show in some episodes. But he, he re, they asked him where he – like basically the question was about his influences. And he said, well, I've mentioned it before, and it may come as no surprise, but I listen to a lot of Paul Harvey. And it does make sense. Like when you hear his delivery in his storytelling ways. Things like that, the way Tyler Mahan Co. tells the stories. I do, like, you could tell that he, that that's one of his influences. And now you know the rest of the story. I like how he always says, Tyler Mahan Co., like, he lets it be known, this is my version of this. It may not be, you know, you may not agree with it, it may not be right or wrong, but this, my opinion is going to come out no matter how much I'm trying to be fair to everything. You know what I mean? He's very honest. Page two. Page two. There was a young man in Kirkland, Illinois, who thought his future was in the worm business. And suddenly, it was. Young Clark Lawrenson opened up Clark's Worms in 1994, and it has grown to be the largest worm company in the world, grossing $9 billion. And that there, that is just the dream, folks, because what's really happening is years later in his life, older Clark, almost 40 years old, will be doing a podcast in an attic where his partner will rip on him for this worm business for a long, long, long time. What could have been? This is Paul Harvey. Good day. Good day. Nah. You know, your, uh, your impersonation is better. I feel like I get more into it by the good day part. I'm, I'm better at that. Oh, I told you uh, when I was on the radio, I started doing a parody of him. Yeah. Right when he would do him. Right when right. he was on. On the other station, I found would do it on yours. We lost. Did you get called out for that? No, because uh, here was my thing. I realized, because you know I'm a numbers guy, uh, analytics. And if you're you good at radio, you're good at, with analytics. You're you looking go. at numbers. Mm-hmm. I realized we lost a large portion of our audience every day for Paul Harvey. Right, of course. My show tanked all of a sudden Why when Paul Harvey came on. Like you, yeah. So everybody in town was looking at Paul Harvey. I so it. I knew I could do whatever I wanted because everyone was listening to Paul Harvey anyways. So I started um, – I used to have a meeting during that hour, so I would just play an entire album. Oh, and then you'd go have a meeting. I'd go have a meeting. That's and if people like the album, they might not turn. Like, I'd put on Waylon Jennings Live. Oh, wow. And yeah. just be like, Lady, you know, for the next hour, uninterrupted, commercial-free, all 10 tracks, Waylon Live. Wow. Boom. Yep. How did that go? Everybody knows you. some of those do better than others? I think I was fired before I ever figured that out. But, okay. Um, well. You know, like life. So... I would do that, and then I started are we, thinking... Are we going to get that whole story like on a future episode? I I'm think pretty sure I've told it. The podcast. I think you have, but I think we can really get yeah, it. Yeah, we, we can tell it again. Yeah. Anytime. Right. So, 
I go in. Um, You'll have to listen next week, folks. Yeah, exactly. And you might get it. So then uh, the meeting stopped, and I'm like, well, I don't know if I legally can just play an album. Right, of course. I think I can't. I don't, you know, we own radio. I, I, that was science, my question for you. I didn't know. Okay. Science, I didn't know either. I think so. You know, you're a kid programming your station. Who right. the hell knows what's going yeah. on? So then uh, I started just going, you know, I have access to basically the same stories as Paul Harvey. Like, there's, there's, you get oh, it. At the time, you could, yeah, you got different. There were services, okay? Yeah. You know, when you. Would you get faxes? Or they did. Well, they would come by fax and then eventually email. That, right. Absolutely the option. Mm-hmm. And it would it would be all the stuff you would think a morning show would have. Like it'd be like, oh, here's your morning show prep for the day, and it's like, you know, here's who was born today. Here's a piece of trivia. Here's a joke. Do this, you know. Right. And and you would take bits and pieces from it. Well, they had all the stories. So I would. It wasn't his, the same stories he was using, but he was drawn from the same pool. Plus, I had access to the AP wire. Right. So I would pull together all the cute little side stories, and then I would right. just read it the same way he did. Oh my and I, so I legitimately was I was doing a parody of him, but I was just being I was playing it straight. What did you call it? Like, would you say coming up at the noon hour is how would you tease it? Do you remember? Um, like you probably called it something. Yeah, I don't remember. That's a good question. That's fun. That's a really good question. Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of that. My hope was I was picking better stories than he would, and then people would just like... Did you notice anything about it? Did you ever get a phone call or any, any kind of feedback at all? Yeah, I wasn't good at it. Okay. So nobody gave you feedback? Yeah, no one was listening during this time. No. I'm telling you, the whole audience went and listened to Paul Harvey. Of course. So did you guys just get Paul Harvey then? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> It'd probably get you the best rating. Yeah. And well, anyways, well, fun times. Fuck Paul Harvey. I get to talk to a realtor tonight. Yeah, this guy only does business on uh, no, Sunday. He doesn't. He, he does business. I think you just don't like hanging out with me. I think you're just like, oh man, I gotta, tomorrow I'm gonna get the call. Hey, we can't go. You mean the realtor? I have to have breakfast. No, in the morning. Uh, can you meet me in down at my place somehow? <sighs> yeah. Is that possible? I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could. It would help out a lot. Um, there is a gorgeous little cute 15-month-old girl who picks the world of her Uncle Al, and it would help her out a lot. She doesn't even know who I am. Al. She, she has no idea who Al is. She's too sweet. Yeah. We'll have to wait a little while, maybe after you guys get comfortable. All right. Okay. I'm excited. I was. Uh-oh. What? Hey, I'm excited too. It's gonna be a fun time. Sure. Well, I think all of the joy has been talked about. It's all been said. <laughs> We're gonna have a blast. No, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait to hang out with Hazel. She likes snow cones, right? Yeah, I don't know. She might. Yeah, we'll, yeah, but we'll find out. We're just not gonna go to that one restaurant we went to. No. The smell in there, man. I don't understand what it was. Was it the was it a pork restaurant, ham place? Uh, we went to a breakfast joint, a diner. Oh. It smelled terrible. You yes, you talked this place. Up. It was on the news, but it was it wasn't even the hungry <laughs> hound. It was like something that could have been legitimate. No, it was terrible. The morning show. The, the local, Why would they do the story? The local news. Why would they go in there and know that smell? Why would they still do the fucking story? Do they not have smell? Are they committed like, to it? Because that place was awful. So there's there's a place in uh, 
So, you know, in the morning news, they have the cute little, hey, we're broadcasting here. Bears camp is opening today. So we're going and if to you're the on your diner. way, yeah, here's the local diner. This is where everybody in town eats breakfast. They go to this place. Clark saw it on the news. We're heading down to training camp. He's like, you know, let's do breakfast at this. This is where all the locals go. This week, I saw it on the news. They're really into the Bears and people. We go in there, and this place smells like raw sewage. There's no other way to describe it. I have no idea how to describe it. It was, it was awful. And there were. There were a lot of farmers eating there. Well, you're eat, trying to eat bacon and eggs. Well, it smells like shit. Because they have shit on their boots. That's what it was. No, that was there was plumbing yeah, issues. No, there, were plumbing there were definite plumbing no issues. No doubt about it. Absolutely. No, we are not going there. All right. Yeah. Take it off the list. It's, it's not on the list. I don't think we have time. What do you think of Ronda Rousey's hair? Have you seen all the memes? Her hair? Yeah. What, what'd you you didn't catch the you didn't catch any of the memes? No. The memes or memes? Memes. They're not memes. I, I, <laughs> that I called, much I know. I called them memes once for the like in front of comedy actually, like in Phil and shit were there. Yeah. And I totally got fucking called out yeah. within seconds. I'm like, damn it! When they first came out, how did I know? Memes. I knew but they were memes. But it's me, me, m e m e. That's just true. It is a weird Meme spelling. should be M-E-E-M-S. Well, this is why the grammar guy fails and the vocabulary guy is all right. Hey, hey now. So, yeah, are you looking it up? I'm trying. Anyway, she ended up retweeting all of them, which oh, was wow. funny. Like, a sense of humor. She put her hair up in that fighter kind of braid thing, and it looked exactly like Road Dog used to wear his hair. And uh, a bunch of people uh, made, created little memes about him, and... Uh, my favorite one was it looked. She looked like a croissant. Oh no! Yeah, like her hair looks exactly like a uh, a pastry. So here, I'll, I got it, Clark. No, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I don't have it. Just flip through. The last one's the best one. Now, these are the ones she's reposting. But, yeah, she had her hair in a weird, like, zigzag pattern or... Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's a pastry. <laughs> yeah. The pastry, that's my favorite one. Oh, my goodness. Because I could totally see it. Yep. Oh, that's hilarious. Sasha Banks, naughty, natty by nature, they like it. Yeah, we're good times. Well, so she has a sense of humor about it. Yep. But yeah, I mean, the joke going around was like she went to Road Dog. She went to the barber and said, give me the Road Dog. Yes. Yes, she did. That's perfect. Uh, all right. Well, you got to get your uh, realtor. I in Jurassic Park finally have T-Rexes, and they've been eating people, so I got to figure that out. Huh? In my Jurassic Park game, I finally built my park up where I have T-Rexes, and they've been eating people. So I got I got some work to do tonight. You don't want them eating people. Is that correct? It's a family entertainment park, Clark. And you're running it, and you don't want I have a bowling eating. alley and an arcade. Of course I don't want people being eaten. Are there any really bad people that need to be eaten? They're customers, Clark. You okay. don't judge customers. Ooh, you don't want them eating customers. What? What are your insurance costs right now? Well, I lose a little bit of my rating They've every time someone gets through the roof. I built shelters, so if a dinosaur escapes, I push a button, and everybody runs, and they get into shelters. No, are, they can't get in the. Are they underground? Safe. Yeah, they're underground. They're fine. There's no dinosaurs underground. But sometimes I'm stoned and I'm not paying attention, and all of a sudden the T Rex is busting a gate. Do you now. get alarms and just go? Eh, eh, eh. I do. Oh my goodness! And I had a, so when I first started the park. 
I built one uh, area, and I'd release all the herbivores. Okay. And then I built an area for the carnivores. Where do you play this game? Xbox. X- Xbox. Yeah, in, in there. In the other room. Yep. So I I built a, a place for the meat eaters, and I put these two meat eaters in there first. Ooh. I can't remember the name of the dinosaurs. Ooh. And they're vicious-looking dinosaurs. Well, I finally put, put a T-Rex in there. Yeah. Thinking, all right, well, this is cool. T-Rex They'll all win. coexist. They fight. Yeah. Did the T-Rex, T-Rex win? No, the other guy ate the T-Rex. Holy shit, you lost the T-Rex. Well, he ate his brother. The T-Rex did win the first one. I imagine the T-Rex is a pretty good commodity to have at a dinosaur park, right? It's the biggest draw of the it's park. the biggest draw of the park. But I found out when a dinosaur beats up a T-Rex, yeah. that dinosaur becomes very famous. Oh. So... His value increased. People come to see that dinosaur. Yes. So is it more famous than the T-Rex because of the incident? Yes. Oh, wow. Right now he's more famous. That's the dinosaur that killed the T-Rex. You want that dinosaur to kill the T-Rex. Right. And then on the other side of the park, I built a T-Rex pen. and You have built – the T-Rex is the villain. And then the hero is this other dinosaur that you can't remember the name of. No, because I spent $2 million on getting that T-Rex in there. Yeah, but now he's more famous than that T-Rex was in the first yeah. place. Money well spent. I named him. He's my first named dinosaur. Did you bury him? Rocky. Like, is, there, is, there a, is there a cemetery? No, I named the, the guy who killed him. But, uh, oh, I see. Yes, you do have to transport the dead dinosaurs out or they will create diseases. Really? Yeah. I'll be done. And a big a helicopter comes and takes him away. Do you have like a pet cemetery, like the the movie? Like if you bury him in the cemetery, can you go and perform uh, some kind of a thing and bring him back from the dead? No, because we have DNA. Okay. Because it's Jurassic Park. So we just make a new one. Okay. Yeah. No need to bring back those. No. But we do. They are altered. I do have a team that I send out on uh, excavations. Yeah. And uh, they find fossils, which then we take the DNA and build the new dinosaurs. Oh, nice. So, Yeah. yeah, it's very involved. Very busy, man. I know you got your, you're building a house or whatever the hell you're doing. I'm on an island uh, farming dinosaurs. You going to come jump in my pool? Yeah, yeah. Right. Cannonball in there. We'll see. If, if we get it. If. Again with the ifs. If. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm getting tossed from my place. That's a good live sports attic. The attic might be going away. We don't know that for sure. Yeah. They, at this point, there may be there. It may be a good time to come up with option B and maybe option C. Yeah, I'm screwed. At this point, screwed. Uh, I think you have enough time to come up with a plan. There's time. Screwed. There's time they're selling the building. Is what's There's going money. on? So there could be a new landlord, and they There's could be a fine. You can stick around. But I do think you need a B and a C. He seems to think it was a good chance. Sure, of course he does. But right, he, there, he there's no way of him actually knowing. He has no idea that. who he's selling this to, right? Right. Yeah. That's interesting, man. But it is designed. For, the building's designed for apartments. That said, uh, what's the zone? What do you mean? What's the zone? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I think I think you're good. I just I think option B and C should be around. All right. Well, we'll look at option C. All right, well, that does it. Yeah, thanks okay. for listening. It's, it's over. I I had a good time on the show this, this evening. I did as well. Uh, I hope the listeners did. Maybe soon we'll be doing live at the sports basement in the Could future. Be. Spoiler Could alert. Be. Oh, man. Hey, Brian, thanks for listening. 
You got a thumbs up over there, friend. There's another documentary. I saw a trailer for it. I want to see. Ooh, it's like that? three identical twins, and they were separated at birth, but then they found each other, and they became the best friends, and they were like on Donahue. And one of them killed the other? Oh, I don't know that there's... No, I don't know. I was just... Oh. I said Donahue. Yeah, but you might have ruined it. No, I don't... But I, then they, I haven't that's where they, But then they go... Then they start going, well, then that's when shit gets crazy. Yeah. And then they go into it, but they don't tell what the story is. Probably a murder. Clark's probably... The, the spoiler strikes again. You the spoiler, Kirkland, Illinois. It's a documentary about triplets who what? Who are triplets. They, they, they were separated at birth. Were all of them separated? I think so. Triplets it's called like strangers, familiar strangers. Three identical strangers? Yeah, I think that's it. Is it dudes? Triplets? Yes. Yeah. Huh. And where uh, where can you find that one? Do you know? I think it's in the theaters, although I might have just found a, like an, a stream. I'm sure there's ways to get it, but... Or it'll eventually be on YouTube. I wouldn't believe the story if someone else were telling it, but oh, it? it's true, every word of it. It started when I went to college. It was the first day of school. All these people are coming up to me saying, Eddie, how are you? Eddie, hi. I'm like, my name's not Eddie. I don't know what you're talking about. As soon as this guy turned around, I knew it was Eddie's double. I said, you're not going to believe this. You have a twin brother. Wow. Oh, my God. Roger Ebert says it's amazing, but he's dead, so I don't know how. And there I am. His eyes are my eyes, and my eyes are his eyes, and it's true. And then the story went from being amazing to incredible. It was an article to Twins Reunited. I think I might be the third. When people ask me what is the most remarkable story you ever encountered, I tell them it's the story of the triplets. You guys have been on the front page of every newspaper in the world. True. True. They were more like clones than they were like brothers. It was a miracle. miracle. It was documentary. That's when things kind of got funky. Something was just not right. They separated these boys at birth. Parents had never been told that there were two other children. What was the purpose? Why? How could you not tell us? They're trying to conceal what they did from the people they did it to. When you play with humans, you do something very wrong. It would be evil enough to come up with something like this. There's a lot of powerful people who would like to have the story silenced. There's still so much that we don't know. It boggles the mind. Mystery. I'd like to know the truth. Dude, and I think one of them might be uh, the bar rescue guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the look is very similar. Wow, I'm in. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it seems like that's a good documentary. That's wild. All right. Well, yeah. Before Clark spoils something uh, else. Next week, uh, next week, I'm out of town. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Enjoy Michigan. Thank you. Is that where you're going? Yeah. Yep, I am. Hopefully uh, hopefully by then it'll be known more if we're going to be uh, having a house when I'm back for the show in two weeks. Cool. Major announcement coming soon. Well, I don't know. And those sweatpants are going to be released any day now. We, we got uh, the Lurcher and Lawrence in sweatpants. The Clark's Worms shirt. Clark's Worms, yeah. 
Yeah. The alcoholic shirt. Yeah. The alcoholics. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. Good day. Good day. Son of a gun. And it's a good day. It's a good day. At Larger Lawrence on Twitter is where you get us uh, on Facebook. We do the live show. Thanks for listening there, featuring Willie Nelson. Oh, just dropped a little bit there. Hey, Willie says goodbye. Clover Lang says goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. The photographer says goodbye. Goodbye. Good night. <laughs>